Julie. Hey, Julie. Welcome to Hey, Julie, a podcast about completely stupid things on television. <laughs> including and but... <laughs> in, in the summer, including Big Brother. Yeah, 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 we'll get there. And maybe some BB Canada is coming up. It's spring. It's, t- it's Things are thawing out in, in oh Toronto. No, it's <laughs> not spring. It's minus 12 here. It is so cold. Celsius? Fahrenheit. What? That's even no, worse. No, I'm kidding. Celsius. Do they do Celsius up 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 where you live? We do. Yeah, we're Celsius. Okay. It's just us? Yeah, it's just you. And it's really annoying. And I never, ever got used to it when I lived there. So, yeah, when you when you were a bright young woman moving to into the dorms at NYU. A promising young woman. Moving into dorms and it's hot. It's August. It's sweaty. It's the humidity is out of control. And you're like, oh mate, it's it's 35 degrees outside. And people were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. And but not just when I was a promising young woman for the entirety of my time there. Because I just refuse Celsius makes more sense. Fahrenheit is a flop. I agree with you. Yeah. Also, like a hundred's a pretty good number to be hot. Yeah. Yeah. But so is thirty. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's too and close zero, to zero. Zero it's too is close no to zero, zero is freezing. Below zero, zero. it's freezing. No, zero is thirty-two. No, I, I I do like the way that Fahrenheit spread out a bit more. Uh, we'll get we'll get deep into the the Fahrenheit scale in the second half of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, what's better, us talking about stonks or us talking about measures of temperature? <laughs> uh, so there's we a Super did Bowl. watch. There's oh, a lot yes. of news. Oh yeah, sorry. Where do you want? Where do you want to start? Well, I think I think you're headed in the right direction. Let's start with the oldest thing, which is the Super Bowl. <laughs> which is something from five days ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I watched until I watched. I made it till the weekend's performance. And then I said, that's enough. <laughs> and I had to go to bed. Uh, like, what did you think, Brett? Like the meme of the weekend stumbling through the. The Hall of Mirrors, the House of Mirrors, isn't that the name of one of his albums? Something like, well, that's House of Balloons. Never mind. Sorry, Maybe. sorry. Yeah. Uh, you just looked for your remote control so you could turn it off. I just, now, I, uh, I watched the full Super Bowl as I'm very you. interested in football for <laughs> per, both, both personal and professional reasons. Yeah, and uh, it was it was all right. It was fine. I I made some I made some nachos. Yeah, of course. I had nachos as well and some absolutely delicious crackling chicken wings. But um, from a sports perspective, wasn't it a boring game? The Buccaneers just won very handily. Yeah, yeah, eventually. And I was kind of thinking that the Chiefs would come back because they they were rattled. They were shook. They were. I don't know anything about sports or football, but at halftime, when I saw them leave the field, they did not look like they were going to come back from it. I was like, they look like you. They were like, yeah. oh, gosh, it's 830. Let me just <laughs> <Yes>. turn this <laughs> off. Let's turn it in. Well, you know what? We gave it our best shot. Good night. Is there anything new on Apple TV Plus? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so if you watch football. A lot of football, the Kansas City Chiefs, led by Patrick Mahomes, 
and you watched a lot of them in the last three years, the way that I have, you would say, which is what I was, was saying to lots of people over halftime, which is like, they're only down by 15 points. That's actually not really that much for this team. They can score a lot of points very quickly. And I kind of just kept expecting them to come back, but then they didn't. And by about halfway through the third quarter, I'll admit, I started getting up, started going to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Started talking to people on the phone, just yeah, doing some other stuff. Whipped out the laptop, just you know, just getting started on work for the week, wow. getting some other stuff done. But um, good for you. I know, I, I, uh, everyone's like, "Come on, guys, get past the Super Bowl, get back to Fahrenheit, please, get back to the Fahrenheit scale." I was gonna say, bring it back to something people might care about more. Do you want to talk about the commercials? Or do you want to talk about the weekend? Let's let's start with the weekend. Um, I thought he had, and I'm not just saying this out of Canadian pride. I thought it was a good performance. Listen, it's it's a weird Super Bowl. You don't have the energy of the crowd there as you usually would. Um, I, I think he did what he could. I was a little disappointed there weren't any surprise guest stars. To me, that's what makes the Super Bowl very fun is all these randos performing together. You know, like when Coldplay, who was it? Was it like Chris Martin, Beyonce, and Bruno Mars <laughs> performed together? <laughs> it was, like it's that. random and it's enjoyable. Um, or when Britney Spears and like the Rolling Stones performed together. Yeah, there was some like last year was was J Lo and Shakira were yeah, the were J-Lo like the headliners, Shakira. but then like Bad Bunny, who was someone who I had to say literally out loud, "Who is this guy?" Yeah, and then I remember. Like, it's Bad I didn't Bunny, like, idiot. Yeah, I didn't respect him last year, but I do respect <laughs> that there was that element of like, now here's this person, and yeah. I was supposed to know who he was. Um, so I, I missed that, but he he did a good job. What do you think? I thought it was fine. I mean. Yeah. It wasn't embarrassing. His, no, I mean his songs are his songs are weird. His songs are primarily about doing drugs and having sex, mm. which is an interest. I mean, he's a really popular artist, but kind of weird for the Super Bowl because that's like what every song is about. And uh, you know, it was it was fine. Like it did, it did felt a little. The beginning felt a little bit weird. He's kind of just standing there on stage by himself. Yeah, it feels like he should. Be, there should be more people. You know, there's kind of just this choir of like masked alien people. Yeah, and I like he, that. Then there's like people with like bandages on their face or whatever. It's it's a bit isolating, but we've been living in isolating times. Yeah. Um the Super Bowl is very hypocritical. Or maybe I should say the NFL is very hypocritical. Oh. Um, I bring fired. this up <laughs> because we, we shall not be doing a podcast at <laughs> Super Bowl 56 halftime show. Well, I just um, something you said made me think of it, but I watched from the beginning. Right. And at the very beginning of the Super Bowl, there was this part that was like, and now a special song about how like racism is bad. And yeah, it was like, it. yeah, well, I was like, who? Asked the NFL, isn't isn't the NFL the same place that like demonized Colin Kaepernick? Yeah, that's I mean, yeah, that's how I that's how I view most NFL stuff as well because it's like they do these videos and songs and stuff. It's like we're all in this together. We're all going to defeat racism together. Yet their actions, those are their words, but their actions don't really back those up at all it was so agree it was so egregious that i i just i was laughing i was like can you imagine i mean i'm sure i think he's doing fine 
But being Colin Kaepernick and watching this, like, thanks on your couch, like, thanks a lot. I'm sure. Yeah. I just can't even. I mean, this is a whole other podcast. It's a whole podcast series just breaking down the intricacies of what happened to him, the response, the response in 2020, the league changing its tone. You know, you know, you can have players on the back of their helmets have Breonna Taylor, have Elijah yes, McClain, things like you know, that. But at the same time, this guy doesn't have a job. You know, exactly. and you watch football, he's probably better than like, the thing is we, we keep saying, oh, he's probably better than like 10 or so other quarterbacks. I don't know. He hasn't really played for like five, six years at this point. That you know, is but so, I can't believe it's, it's a separate so conversation, long. but yeah. I know, but don't you think I really covered it when I said I can't even? Don't you think I yeah. got all the nuances? <laughs> I can't even feel my face when I'm with you. <laughs> um. So... Let's get back to what about the commercials? So they're all duds. All duds, except here. Do you want to know what my favorite was? Actually, yeah. I did tell chuckle. me what your favorite was. Um, Doritos with Jason Alexander's face on faces on. Yeah, that's probably one of the best one. But even then, like I didn't, I didn't even chuckle out loud. Honestly, I the only his facial thing, expressions. The only thing I thought about. The thing that gave me the most joy from that was going on Twitter and waiting for at Seinfeld 2000 to do a tweet <laughs> about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, for years, the Super Bowl commercials have gone into this weird zone of hyper sincere, which I don't care about, or the comedy ones try to be everything. So they end up being nothing. And you do have smart ish as you have the jason alexander one it's a very simple concept you have the yeah. doritos one very simple concept i think if you watch a lot of commercials like i do and my brain is melting out of my face they a lot of them are like really like the brand of humor in them is really absurdist but at the same time because they're commercials they have to be really clean they have to they can't really show an edgy side of the company because like hey we're selling car insurance or right. we're selling like laundry detergent or whatever so anything you know whatever what did you feel about oat milk ceo i'm so glad you asked because yeah. <laughs> apparently it was all, a pl I mean, it's all a ploy. If you went to their website, they were selling merch like, I hated that Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> so, so I think Oatly's um, marketing and branding is really good. Um, and this was, even though I didn't, the commercial itself, did I love it? No, but it got the effect that um, it clearly was after. So good for them. Yeah, I mean. Here's, there was that offered the most to talk about, right? Because you watched it and you're like, damn, did they know this was so bad? And then you watch it and you're like, they had to have known, and that had mm -hmm. to have been the strategy. But when you have an organic milk product doing <laughs> an ad and yeah. the CEO, when you have the CEO of any company in a commercial, it's like, first of all, horrible move. Like you don't want to see like the bros want to see Elon Musk, but right. like you don't want to see the CEO of Coca-Cola being like, gosh, gosh, golly, I've been the, I've been the ambassador for this brand for 20. Like you don't care. Show right. me the polar bear. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Show me Santa. <laughs> show, me, show me Santa. Is he cute? <laughs> um, Ready, cheat, Santa. <laughs> 
so whenever you get the CEO of any company, let alone a like crunchy vanilla, like crunchy granola, new wave milk company there, you're like, man, this guy like insists on being in the commercial and like nobody was around to tell him no. So there are a lot yeah. of questions. I think we know the answer. They knew it was, they knew it was shitty. Well, whatever. I'm not going to drink the weird milk. Totally. But the other thing that went through my head is I was like, wow, good for Oatly for being able to afford a Super Bowl commercial. So then I went and looked it up. Uh-oh. And it turns Uh-oh. out, dear Uh-oh. sweet little crunchy granola, Oatly is owned by the Blackstone Group. <laughs> so not not quite the uh, hipster vibes that we're all uh, thinking they have. So when I said the second half of the game, I was kind of on my phone a little bit talking to some people. I was getting a lecture from my best friend about Blackstone or whatever. And I was like, honestly, I'd rather watch the boring ass Super Bowl than listen to you talk about <laughs> talk about yeah. this. It's basically like one of those evil companies that I mean, here, I'll, let me tell you. The Blackstone Group is an American alternative investment management company based in New York City. I mean, even the name Blackstone, aren't you sort of like... Sounds like a villain in a yeah. superhero movie. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like something like the like King Arthur's rival. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I it's, got the sword from the good stone and you got it from the other. I don't know, man. It's yeah. yeah, they they are a big freakish, like operating in secrecy group. So we don't trust that. So that's I, my uh, thoughts on that. Yeah, I I did I think actually think the one I liked the most was the uh, Mila and Ashton. It wasn't me commercial. I don't know if this was in the second half I of the game. I didn't see it. No, I was asleep. Do you have a YouTube.com? YouTube.co.ca. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't. I didn't even hear anything about it. So it sounds like it might have been your personal flavor. So you know the song "It Wasn't Me" by of Shaggy. Course. Yeah, of it course. was. It was that, and Shaggy was like living with Ashton and Mila, and he was sort of singing. The like the double 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 yeah, part, yeah, yeah. and then it was Mila who Ashton wanted some Cheetos, and the Cheetos were all gone. But Mila had orange fingers and some orange, you know, sure. uh, dirt yeah, on her face. Yeah, and she was saying it wasn't me. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I don't know. Mila and Ashton are sort of on my list. I agree with you, <laughs> but I think they are like. They're much lower on the list. They are like miles lower on the list than Dax and Kristen. They're lower for sure. But, you know, a stunt like that, I'm glad I didn't see it because that would make them shoot up. It's tough for me because Ashton is like this big time investor in a lot of like he's a big investor in Airbnb. And I think maybe Uber like. (laughs) Probably Blackstone. (laughs) So it's hard for me when I know he's probably unfathomably rich to also need to be in a Super Bowl Doritos commercial. You know, I'm just sort of like, did you need to? Yeah. I mean, I I liked it though. I thought it was one of the winners for sure. All right. Well, that's good. Um, The only other one I liked was Drake from State Farm, just because I do like that they happen to find someone whose name rhymes with Drake. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to ask you about that, Toronto resident Drake. I thought Feeling it was cute. Good. I thought it was cute. So sue me. It was cute. Uh, two other ones I want to mention that we can move on to something else. Um, John Cena was in a Mountain Dew commercial that was yeah. like, I, that was like just going to Burning Man or whatever. It was. Yeah. 
pure psilocycline or whatever it's called. <laughs> it was. It was. It was a weird. It was really weird, and I know it sometimes it's good to be really weird to stand out like Oatly, but um, <laughs> I that one was a miss for me. So the last one I want to talk about probably didn't get much pub. You know, when you have a lot of other stuff. I do actually have another thing to add, but that could probably transition us into the rest of the show. Okay. Uh, Nick Jonas was doing a diabetes commercial. Nick Jonas, was that the new Theranos, what he was advertising? <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah, it's like an app that like reads your blood or whatever. But Wilford Brimley was a casualty of the year 2020. And, you know, in America... People love the fast food. They love the portion sizes. Yeah. They love sugary beverages. They love a they love a Mountain Dew with mushrooms in it. Whatever yeah. John Cena was selling. Is Nick Jonas going to be the new Wilford Brimley, the new celebrity spokesman for diabetes? I I guess so. It was. Is it was, diabetes going young, going hot? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, they, they picked a good person, if so. But I I just was like, is this real? I'm very scarred by Theranos <laughs> and Juicero. I'm like, none of this. A lot of tech stuff, I'm like, is this actually something that is real and does work? Isn't there? Do you see there's like a Juicero that's like a cocktail Juicero? <laughs> <laughs> no. But and so you can make like one. a gin gimlet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a gin gimlet in a pouch and it, you just pay for like oh. a $400 box that opens oh the pouch God. that has a gin gimlet inside of it. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that, but it doesn't surprise me in the least. It's always, I always go back to like that tweet of um, someone, you know, someone is very galaxy brain being like, what if we had a vehicle that transported many people to their somewhere close to their destination? And someone was like, great, you just invented a bus. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Literally like so many of these tech ideas or companies that I hear about, I'm like, this is just a worse version of something that already exists. Yeah. Or a more expensive version. Yeah. Or a more, um, exclusive, shall we say, version. Yeah. A version that is meant to be for rich tech bros, not for the rest of us. Can I tell you someplace that is exclusive? Mm. That only the only the biggest celebs can summit. And I'm talking about the peak of Paramount. Peak. Oh my God. <laughs> Paramount Plus. I'm so glad you brought it up. Paramount. Well what I was reading online is like they that they must have not sold it, it, you know, it's a tough year. We're all hurting for cash, especially me after I sold my one share of GameStop at a loss. Um, but you can write they that must off have on your not, taxes. Yeah, sure. They, they, they must have not sold all of the advertising spaces because there were a lot of spots no. for Paramount Plus. Incorrect. They, yes, they, they didn't sell that. They didn't sell that ad spot, but that's that's invest that's so that's a Brett Raider strategy. Yeah, you know it's called investing in yourself. They're promoting their own. They're promoting their own business here. Like if, I guess if the Super Bowl were on NBC this year, you know there would have been a lot of Peacock ads. Hey, we have yeah. the office. No, like that's just what you do. You advertise your own shit the same way that there is a million Clarice ads and Ugh. the Equalizer ads. Ugh. Listen, they are in CBS, Paramount Plus, whoever the hell owns them, Viacom. They're in last place when it comes to the streaming wars. You yeah, know a little are. thing or two about the streaming wars and that you personally 
ended. Brought one down. Brought a streaming. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you know, they're in last place. They're behind Netflix. They're behind Hulu. They're behind Disney Plus, which is part of Hulu. It's all owned by Disney anyways. Yeah. And they're like, you know, we got Beavis and Butthead and and, uh, (laughs) Lil Sheldon. Little Sheldon, young Sheldon, <laughs> young Sheldon made it up to that mountain that no one's bringing him down. Yeah, uh, uh, I felt bad for Patrick Stewart. He was giving it his all because it also was very clearly they were all filmed separately. <laughs> like none of those yeah, people were I actually mean, together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for safety reasons. And yeah, also, I don't think they could bring them all those people to the top of that mountain at the same time. Right. But um, it was just a lot. And the. The quantity did not make up for the quality of what seemed to be on offer. Yeah, is there anything on? Is there anything on the Paramount Plus that that interests you? Survivor, which is going to be on regular <laughs> TV, anyways. So that's the thing. This is like replacing CBS All Access. Yeah. So this is like very much of interest to this podcast. Right. So if I was still in America, the only thing I probably would get Paramount Plus, I would get it for the summer so I could watch the Big Brother feeds. But no, otherwise, not really. I mean, yeah, not really. Anything that they have, I can probably watch on something else. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. I mean, it's funny that we're dunking on on Paramount Plus but it's actually probably going to be in a few months one of the few ones that I'm subscribed <laughs> to. I'm going to all right, let's gonna... see. Let's see about that good wife or good good lie. Yes, What's the new one fight. called? The good fight. Good fight. The good lie. I don't even know what that is. There's um, good wife, good fight. Um, yeah, we're going to see this summer. Paramount Plus boot up the old credit card. Get ready. Get ready. Cool. Um, Maybe so, I'll watch. Is there going to be new Beavis and Butthead? I, I know. Think I've why been promised. Would, that was is that such a like needed IP? Here's what I really want to watch. Here's what if a streaming service got these critics. two entities? Pardon? They're cultural critics. I guess. I just. <laughs> I guess. I, I don't know. Is that really what's going to make people open up their wallet? Here are the shows I was thinking about this today. The two shows that I would absolutely pay immediately to watch from the very beginning because you can't find them anywhere else. The Oprah Winfrey show, you know, 20 seasons of episodes that I would watch from the beginning. I would love, it's like a time. It's like a random Tuesday in March from 1984. Exactly. What topic of the week were they handling? What star of the eighties was she interviewing? Like that is what I would love to watch. We have Eric Estrada on. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> like when he, yeah, like there, there, there's so much there. There's just so much content. Why is that vault locked? It's so weird. Especially there must be some sort of legality that she can't overcome because she's even got her own network. Why wouldn't she hear them on that? I don't know, but I need, I would love to watch that. And then go ahead. No, no. I was just saying why. I don't know. I'm, I'm still processing why anyone will watch a, like a random episode of Oprah from 30 years ago. Oh, it would be so good. It would be so, because it's quality. You know, it It probably, even if it aged poorly, it'd be so interesting to see, like, what kind of questions were you allowed to ask Goldie Hawn in 1986? <laughs> um, the second thing I would love to watch is American Idol seasons one through five, which you can't find anywhere. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, well, that's like, weird because it was on Fox and now it's on ABC. and Yeah, and you can find, you know, certain auditions or certain, like, standout moments. But I would just love to watch from beginning to end season one and see the difference in culture. I think, and this ties into, like, what we're going to discuss next. But, you know, society and culture has shifted so much since the early aughts. It really has. It really and, has. And I would just love to revisit a lot of the content that was being made there then. Um, which brings us to Framing Britney Spears. It's Britney, bitch. It's Britney, bitch. Uh, you watched, I watched. Yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't, aren't aware of it, um, it's uh, on Hulu. It's in uh, an episode. It's about like 75 minutes of, I don't even know what the series is called. It's like called New York Times Presents or something like that. It's just a series of unrelated documentary shorts uh, right. about this an hour one, long for, yeah. from the New York Times. Yeah. I was a little lying disappointed. New York Times. I thought it was, oh, sorry, what? <laughs> the lying New York Times, the corrupt yeah, sure. New York Times. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a 10-episode series just on Britney, and I was very excited, but no, it's just one episode. But they did a good job in that they sort of cast a light on this very weird, um, ups upsetting occurrence that Britney Spears is currently under a conservatorship where she doesn't have full access or freedom to do basically anything except like work. Um, and it goes back and puts into context like Britney Spears when she first started, how the media treated her, how Justin Timberlake played into the narrative um, and how certain people now are like these free Britney activists like basically saying this woman has never been able to just live and still isn't. And the uh, legal, uh, I don't know, prison, can we say that she currently finds herself in is not right. Yeah. So it kind of book the, the, the piece sort of bookends itself with the case of her conservatorship. If you're not aware, her father uh, and, so, and so like random as a lawyer are like legally her guardian still. And she's like in her late thirties or something like that, I, you know, right. if not early forties and they, uh, they control every decision she can make about not only her business of herself, uh, her musical career, but like medical decisions as well. Like this yeah. is a, it's a, it's something that they, it's a legal state that they have for like elderly people who like literally are not conscious to like. <laughs> make a decision exactly but they they do a good way they do a really good job here at the first like two-thirds of like backing up and showing you the entire history of britney spears from her being a little girl doing these like televised talent show things and to back it up to what we were saying with oprah mm. um yeah it's it's amazing uh 2000 doesn't feel like a long time ago no. But it really, it really fucking was. Yeah. Um, and to see, granted, this was really early, like early 90s when she's like a 10-year-old girl. She's like on some Ed McMahon talent yeah, show talent or whatever. Show. Star Search. And yeah, oh yeah. And there's like a boy and uh, her that had performed something. And he goes up to her and is like, you have a boyfriend yet? <laughs> 
And she just says something cute, like a 10-year-old would say, like, oh, no, boys are gross. Yeah. And he's like, what about me? And you're like, the fuck? This is on television? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so much. There's just so much there. There is so much. It, it really shines a mirror up to society. And I mean, I didn't really, like, consume any Britney stuff, but I was very much aware there's lots of Jay Leno making fun of this 19-year-old girl on this documentary. It's, it's really sad. That part reminded me of um, the Amy Winehouse documentary, actually. Because I it's never the watched same, it. It's the same fucking... It's Jay Leno making fun of Amy Winehouse when she's very yeah. clearly unwell. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a common theme. And it's weird, too, because the Britney thing, it's hard to tell... We made her unwell. Yes. And it's just, it's just horrifying and gross. And honestly, er, the only people who come out looking good are the Leave Britney Alone guy, who wasn't even, they didn't even show the video in this documentary. But you you think about Britney Spears, you think about that guy, the Leave Britney Alone. Right. He was right in hindsight. And there's a clip from, it's like CNN or. You know, one of these, uh, or like the Larry King show, something like that. And Michael Moore is on there and he's just like, why don't we all just leave her alone? (laughs) I know. And here's the thing about that is I think that's good that he said that, of course. But I also remember either in Bowling for Columbine or Fahrenheit 911, he used footage of Britney Spears being like, I think we should just like someone asks her, like, what do you think about, I don't know, weapons of mass destruction or something? Mm-hmm. Be like, something like, why would you ask 19 year old Britney Sears? You know, they're just setting her up to sound like an idiot, yeah. you know? And she just, she says, she, you know, what she's supposed to say, she says, I think we should just trust the president. Like something like that. That was the sound bite. And he makes fun of, like, Michael Moore yeah. made fun of her for it. So I'm okay. sort of like, okay. You did it too. <laughs> like I guess you saw the error of your ways Everyone, a little sooner. For sure. But yeah, I, it was just such an easy, it was low-hanging fruit. It was just like anyone could just say, oh, Britney Spears, that slut or that whatever. And yeah. Yeah. I just it, I I think it's really interesting too, because um a lot of people and we have culture has changed and we have evolved. And we have, like, moved forward a little. We but have moved I, forward so much from 1990. Beavis and Butthead are still <laughs> on TV with Jeff yeah. Probst. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> on Paramount kind of Mountain. Stuck. We're kind of stuck. Um, Ghostbusters are back. Mountain. And they've got Muncher now. <laughs> but, um, but I look at, like, the way people discuss YouTubers or TikTokers mm-hmm. or... Taylor Swift even, or Billie Eilish. She was who I was going to bring up next. Yeah, I'm sort of like, actually, I don't think we have evolved that much. Um, I I think that our our celebrities have gotten savvier, thank God, and are a little bit more in control. Like, that's one thing that really stood out to me is growing up, I had two options, Christina or Britney, you know? And I liked them. I was a fan of both. I preferred Christina because I liked her voice more, but... um, but it was very like, well, this is this is what your career is going to be if you're going to be famous. You're going to start really cute and fairly innocent. Then you have to go down this like shed all of your clothes and talk explicitly about sex. And, you know, I'm a dirty girl. No one tells me what to do. And then 
I don't know, you marry K Fed? <laughs> like that was, that seemed to be the option for me. And then looking at Taylor Swift, I'm like, I'm so glad that young girls have her to look up to. She's not perfect at all, but she is so in control. She's so smart and has such ownership. And I think that is great. I know. So I thought about Taylor Swift a lot while watching this. Even T-Swizzle was in the news today for something. People were talking about her for something on Twitter. I have no idea what. And granted, I know nothing about Taylor Swift. We've discussed (laughs) on this show that like there are songs that I can tell are have permeated the culture and they're everywhere because I hear them in the supermarket and I hear them when I'm in line at the whatever. And then a year later, I'll be like, oh, that's a Taylor Swift song? I've heard it a million times. I had no idea it was Taylor Swift. She's not like Pitbull. Who like says, right. is, is like, hey, it's me, Pitbull. Yeah. <laughs> Every four seconds of the <laughs> Mr. song. Mr. 305. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> you know, she's just does her thing. Uh, and I, again, so I know nothing about her. You know, there obviously have been some famous instances of her being treated poorly by Kanye or by the guy who owns her catalog. Or even she literally took but, someone, she took a DJ to court for sexually assaulting her because he touched her butt. And she yeah. did it for $1 just to prove a point. And I'm like, that a girl. <laughs> that's why. So that's why I was talking about her because I was like, you can't have Taylor Swift on like TRL or whatever and have someone be like, hey, Taylor, are you a virgin? Like, get, she fucking slapped that. She slapped that person across the face. She'll see your ass in court. I mean, yeah, she yeah, she'll see you. Yeah, she'll have all, she'll have the the offices of of whoever <laughs> sending you a letter shortly. Yeah, uh, cease and desist, sir. <laughs> so I just don't think she'd put, and I think also publicly we wouldn't put up with that. Like Billie Eilish is on you know, some stupid show or whatever. And the host is like, Hey, you got a guy getting in your pants. She'd be like, yeah. fuck that. And the TikTok <laughs> teens would fucking revolt and burn yes. down whoever's house it was. Yeah. I'm not saying that these women are not improperly sexualized by our culture. I'm just saying the not only do those women have more of the power to speak up for themselves in the moment. But I think we as a society also are like, have a much better gauge to be like, fuck that. And yeah. I think honestly, it's because of Britney. And Britney was like really a ground, a, a trailblazer in that sort of way, even though, and she basically became this icon, became the focus and took a lot of this really bad shit on herself personally. So people like Swift and Billie Eilish and whoever can have yeah. an easier go about things. I'm not saying how they're going through life is is perfect. I'm not of saying course. they're not a, they're not the subject of mistreatment or whatever, but probably is a little bit better for yeah. them than for Britain. Yeah, I think it's it's we've taken, you know, two steps forward, one step back. I, I just I think Hating people for sport or wanting to tear down those who are successful is not something we are going to evolve past, sadly. I just, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it it happens just in different ways now. But at least, at the very least, yeah, this sort of really disgusting, I mean, and not to say, like, Britney was sexy, you know? Like, she, of course, she, the Slave For You video is very sexy. Her performances are very sexy. But the... Toxic? In the the air? 
in the yeah. in the airplane. But it just seemed like people weren't they they wanted to put it on her, but they also didn't want to let her own it. And I don't think we're I th- I th- hope that we've made strides in that. No, area. and it's hard. It's disgusting. It's like, ooh, there's a hot new 16 year old artist. Yeah. She's a little girl let's, next door, but let's also dress her up like a slutty flight attendant. Who well, and also like let's ask and then her we if her get boobs are real. When, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and and um, ask her if she's a virgin and keep tabs on that. And and then when she does like dress, when she leans into it, be like, "How dare you? <laughs> you are teaching kids." I, and like the clip about the whatever governor's wife wanting to shoot her. That Diane Sawyer brought up, that was absolutely insane. I mean, really horrible. This poor poor Britney. So this this is all to say, like, this is a hashtag free Britney podcast. (laughs) Yeah, we are are hashtag free Britney here. (laughs) Uh, One thing I'll come back. So uh, the the last 20 minutes or so kind of has a lot of a focus on present day Britney and her Instagram account, which people, uh, you know, are watching like the Zapruder film to see if there's secret messages, uh, secret information. I will say this one thing and maybe it's, and you can tell me if I'm like contributing to the poor treatment of celebrities, poor treatment of female celebrities. Her voice seems a bit different. Like, yeah, we, there's a lot of Britney in this. And then she's like talking on these Instagram lives and like her voice sounds a bit weird. Like, I think it's like she lost her accent or she has a new accent I, I don't know. It's I'm, a different pitch. I'm a little bit concerned for her, but not not different pitch. People get older. Their voices get deeper as they age. Right. Like it's Carrie a higher Fisher. Pitch. Yeah. It's almost like she, yeah, she's getting higher. Something about it is a bit strange. Ultimately, ultimately she seems like a person who probably does struggle f- with mental health issues, uh, because she was forced to be like tortured by the world yeah. for <laughs> yeah, exactly. fucking 15 years. <laughs> Who wouldn't be? Yeah. You put anyone um, in that situation, they would probably be like a little bit like, hey, I need to go to the fucking hospital on like yeah. a medical hold, mental health hold. Um, but at the same time, she seems like a competent enough adult and always has seemed like a competent enough adult who also says, Hey, I need a conservatorship. I just don't need it with my, I just don't need my dad to be running it. My dad was not really a big part of my life. And he seems only focused on like spending my money on like tacky ass Louisiana (laughs) shit. Why can't we have like an actual company that knows what to do with like money run Mm -hmm. my company not me. I understand. I, you know, don't have uh, the greatest mental health situation, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's it, crazy. It, it's like, I just want for her to have a break. Like, I'm glad she didn't do the second Vegas reg- residency. I'm glad she just is taking, taking some time. And hopefully, I mean, the one part that really disturbed me that I actually fully believe is true is like people probably feeding her meds without her knowledge, um, oh, yeah. which is yeah. really, really Scary, like what a nightmare. Um, so and when you have a conservatorship over someone, you 100% can do that, seems like. Yeah, yeah it's it's very worrisome. So we'll see. We'll see. We're watching this story. We'll bring any developments if we see any. But um, yeah, a really good documentary worth checking out. Now, 
the, the next thing to discuss, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but it really was a great film. It's called Greenland. <laughs> and this movie is available on Amazon Prime. It stars Jerry Butler <laughs> Jerry. And, and Marina Baccarin. Uh, it, this is a movie, I mean, I swear, Gerald Butler makes a movie like this every year, um, where the world is ending and he's a family man just trying to protect his family from the world ending. What was the name of the, the movie? Geostorm? Was he in Geostorm? Geostorm yes. <laughs> yes. Um, here's it looked what I'll like say that. Though. It was so good. I didn't <laughs> believe it was going to be good either. It is, I mean, it, this is a free film on Prime, okay? And I'm just going to say, you got a Friday night with nothing better to watch. This movie grabs you from the first 10 minutes. I'm telling you. And it's just a fun, wild ride throughout the movie. You're like, oh, my God, how are they going to get out of this pickle? And, you know, the family is wonderful. It's great performances all around. It shows you the best and worst of humanity because the world is ending. So people are pushed to their wits end. It is just very fun. Cool. I kept going to, I kept looking at my husband as I was watching it, being like, would you do this for us? <laughs> would you do this for our family? Because it's like, Gerard, Gerard Butler plays like a guy who builds, builds buildings. Like that's what his job is in the movie. Oh, is this but, like, is this like survival porn for people who like have guns and they're like, yeah, I could survive the apocalypse on my not, own with no, my truck. No, it's not gunny at all. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like trucks planes the you know a subway i don't think there's a subway but like all these different things that he has to like figure out <laughs> to save his family and he does <laughs> so i just was like what a what a fun ride oh i'm, I'm super happy for you i'm Thank super you happy so for jerry i'm super happy for <laughs> marina you know she it's a good know, time for a good who time called jerry on. Who knows what's going on with the Deadpool series with yeah. Homeland? I don't even know if her character, you know, what's going on with her. So good for her, and uh, you know, yeah. good for them. Good for everybody. Totally. totally. Um, the only other thing that I believe I have to tell you about <laughs> is I did watch the second and third episode of Firefly Lane. <laughs> so um, I don't remember you being super hot on Firefly Lane. I wasn't, but it's just like it's such a lifetime esque easy watching show that yeah. look, I, I'm not gonna bore anyone with the details. I'm just gonna say if you need something that's light and breezy, check it out. We do have some breaking news. Oh. Well, it broke before this podcast started. Oh, okay. But oh yes. regarding oh, yeah. our favorite Disney Plus show, uh, not WandaVision. <laughs> The, Would you like the to? Imagineering documentary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Narrated the by Lady Angela and the Bassett. Tramp live action film. <laughs> um, the Grinch ahead, with Matthew Morrison. <laughs> uh, guys, pour one out. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, uh, anti Semite uh, Cara Dune. What's the, what's the actress's name? I forget. Gina. Gina Carano, Carano is out of the Manzo. Yeah, I won't miss her. <laughs> I, she was one of the worst parts of that show, and uh, she's got she doesn't have great things to say about uh, Jewish people living in Germany in the 1940s. Let's just put it at put it look yeah 
that. I just saw a lot of tweets that were like, how do you fumble the Disney bag so badly? Like you All you gotta do is shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> just like I I know it everyone wants to like say their piece and have their have their platform, I guess, but I don't know. What a, what an absolute fail. I mean, she good. Fire her ass. Babe, don't let her around baby Yoda. If I got paid like millions of dollars, who knows even if she got millions of dollars. But if I got paid just like what she got, S- which is like minimum. You know, even. (laughs) Come on, I don't get out of bed for scale. (laughs) But, like, if you told me it's like, all right, you're going to have the, the, uh, you're going to have the income of, like, sort of a mid-level television actor. (laughs) And all you have to do is never tweet again, never Instagram again. I would throw my phone in the ocean. Absolutely. Except, oh man, I really wish I could get off a spicy take about the Super Bowl or about you know, oh, there's a new whatever movie happening. I guess I, I guess I don't have to say it. Just don't. I would throw just, my phone in the fucking ocean. <laughs> I mean, make make a little burner account if you're so desperate. Make a little account without the blue check and make your name Brimley Wilford. <laughs> just like just Nick Jonas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like. Uh, I just don't, I don't, what is going through people's minds? We say this all the time where we're like, just don't, just delete your account. (laughs) I would love to delete my account. I just like following a lot of journalists. So I don't know what's going on in the news, but like, it's very easy to not tweet in my opinion. Especially shit that's like horrible. Yeah. But Whatever. to her, clearly it's not horrible. But cool. she and she has no there's no regrets for her, right? Like she's she's leading into it. She and Ben Shapiro are gonna go do a TV yeah, show. She's making, or a, something. she's making a Star Wars with Ben Shapiro or whatever. I'm sure it's gonna be great. I'm um, sure everyone will want to watch that. Yeah. Um <laughs> but it's gonna just be a only available update. on like Prager U or some <laughs> shit. No one will watch it. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. Rot in obscurity forever, like the rest of us. Yeah, exactly. Welcome back to <laughs> Flevianville. Um, oh, also, like her family is like super rich or whatever. She'll be fine. Okay. Well, yeah, couldn't happen to that. a worse person. <laughs> um, guys, that's pretty much it, right, Brett? Is there anything else to discuss? Um, yeah, I think that's it. We'll, we'll probably catch up on some WandaVision uh, yeah. next, week. Um, next week. I do want to briefly say it, and, you know, I know no one's really going to care um and if we had a dollar for every time we talked about something no one cared about on this podcast we'd be joe rogan i mean listen (laughs) to this listen to this full episode but um you know in my personal in my professional life um kind of went through a pretty rough um tragedy this week you know I talk about it a little bit on the show, but I work at Yahoo Sports. I produce podcasts there, and uh, one of the podcasts I produce, the uh, NFL podcast, one of the hosts, Therese Paler, uh, passed away extremely unexpectedly this week at the age of 37. And this is someone who I work with um, pretty closely and became a good friend over the last few years. And um, this is someone who, if... You know, you follow a lot of sports people online, you might have read about this, but he was really young and just really fantastic and just always uh, a a positive guy, 
Um, and someone who I even thought, and I saw other people put this into words this week. I looked at him and I was like, man, in 20 years, this guy's going to be like, he's going to be like Joe Buck. I mean, I does, he does a separate thing, but he's going to be like on, and I think Peter King is, who's a very, um, famous NFL writer said something similar. It's like, you looked at him and you're like, gosh, this guy's going to be on your TV every Sunday, you know, as he rises through the ranks. He's from Detroit. He went to Howard University, um, started working at the Kansas City Star. Uh, then he started working with us. This was his first national um, gig. And I just, you know, he just, he just seemed like he was destined for so much. And he leaves behind his parents. He leaves behind his sisters. He leaves behind his fiance. So um, I know no one here cares or whatever, um, because we just talk about reality TV shows and like dumb shit that happens um, on uh, on TV. And this has nothing to do with any of that. And I don't have anything actionable. There's, you know, there's no, there's no gun GoFundMe. There, you know, there's no. We're not sending. I don't. I don't want anyone's money. I don't want anyone's sympathy. Um, you know, there's some good articles about him that we have on Yahoo Sports. There's a video that I I produced, a tribute video. If you're interested, check him out. Um, he was a good guy, but um, I don't really have many platforms here. Uh, so I'm just going to say it here. Just, uh, you know, my heart goes out to him and uh, I'm going to miss him very much. And uh, that's it. Uh, we'll talk about stupid shit next week. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. At least one person, me cares. So that's yeah. $1. Um, but thank you for sharing so much. And thank you everyone for listening. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, you can get at us on Twitter at Hey Julie, big brother, BB. <laughs> at Hey Julie, BB. If we had a dollar every time one of us screwed up the name of our own damn Twitter account. Also have also have a nice a nice nest egg. Yeah, exactly. And we'll see you next week. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie.